0: i am joined this week, as usual, uh, Robert Kalachuk and Brendan Peepa. And uh, this week, we are talking about one of our recent uh, outreach and uh, kind of getting to know people events. Uh, there was a brew day at a new malting company called Hogarth Malting Co. just outside of Old Cal- our Alberta. And uh, we went out there and spent the day with some uh, some homebrewers and the man doing the malting or the family doing the malting themselves so we're going to talk about how that went this week uh, and actually we uh, did make beers for it which we will talk about a little bit later so i am drinking one of those today
1: nice. as am i nice uh which well... is good because
2: well, I participated in the brewing process for these beers in the lead up to it. I unfortunately wasn't able to attend uh, the brew day. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to hear about how it went and kind of provide the point of view of our listeners in this episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well,
1: you may not have been able to make it, Brendan, but if it makes you feel better, the the brew that you were part of was the most popular one.
2: Wow, well, that does make me happy. Yeah, always okay. good to <laughs> Yeah. <ask. laughs> So it All is. To Rob, was... I faithfully followed his recipe. There you go.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Actually, no, we didn't because uh, it was supposed to be a triple oh, batch, yeah. and we made it a double batch. Oh, oh yeah.
2: Oops. Okay. Well, let's start there. <laughs> let's let's start with what we made to to go to this, or or maybe we should start a little bit earlier. That um, maybe Rob, can you give a quick primer on how we heard about this, what led to it, and and the prep for it? I know we've mentioned it in a previous episode, but for our listeners who are just joining us here now in episode whatever number this is.
1: Right, so uh, yeah, in a, in a previous episode we mentioned uh, about the open farm days. The open farm days was where we had a chance to uh, visit farms as basically an open house and get a tour and see the facility. And we talked about that uh, just in our last episode. Uh, um, so now the, the gap between, I mean, it's only one week between the episode we released last week and this one. Uh, but in real time... That was a difference of, uh, about, was it four weeks, five weeks, uh, between open the open farm day. days and the homebrew day?
0: About uh, no, three weeks because, uh, uh, the farm day was August 14th and the homebrew day was September 4th. So oh, there you go.
1: Even quicker than I thought. So <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, yeah, the open farm days, uh, we were able to visit this new malting facility, Hogarth Malt, and, uh. They were gracious enough to provide us with some grain, and so we promised that uh, we would also sh- show up to the homebrew day with beer that we made from the grain that they gave us. Uh, so they gave us three types of grain. They gave us a, a pale malt, a chocolate malt, and a biscuit malt. And we made three different beers out of those three grains. Uh, not smash brews, they, we did actually have uh, some nice blends. Um, Maybe uh, I wasn't able to do the brew, so maybe Brandon and Steve, if you guys wanna talk about the, the brew that you guys did.
2: Yeah, for sure. So this obviously is a, a great opportunity to experiment with some, some newer malts that we hadn't had before. Um, and also another chance to use our, our half barrel brewing system, which we're kind of still getting used to and, and trying to figure out all the tips and tricks for. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a, it's a bit temperamental sometimes. It, it can be. So the the beer that we made or two of the batches had the same kind of base brew. Um, and it was, I don't know what we called it, like an, an amber or a malty amber. is kind of how I would describe it. Um, using a blend of all three of the malts. So a good amount of the pale uh, and then some of the chocolate and the biscuit just to round out and the malty flavors and, and try to express that. And there was a very, very light hop addition on this brew. Um, obviously we had... Uh, a new malt that we wanted to taste and show off. And I think that we, we actually crafted a beer that does that fairly nicely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah,
0: we, we did that one as a base. Uh, and then mine, since I took <laughs> originally, uh, Kalachuk had set the recipe for a triple batch. So each one of us would take a third, do something with it and then bring it to the, uh, to the tasting. But the, uh, because the, uh, the weight was 22 pounds and a standard for a homebrew five gallon is 11 of pounds. Uh, we're just like, oh yeah, that makes a standard 5%, you know, five gallon batch, so sweet. And then after we'd done the brew day and Kalachuk's like, oh, I'll come by and grab my, uh, grab my portion of it. We're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> so, whoops, sorry, didn't mean to do that. But uh, so, yeah, so we had the malt blend for for uh, Brennan. So it was just that nice malt blend with a little bit of hop and then mine, because it did have some of those or more. The the brew itself has more of a chocolate notes into it. I made an addition of cacao nibs into the secondary process, which added a little bit more sweetness to uh, to the brew. so, Ed, it uh, it still went over well, but by like, by far, most people prefer the pure malt expression of
2: uh, of the original brew that we did. Uh, and then I, I do have to speak a little bit about the original brew, though, here, um, mm-hmm. as a bit of a sidetrack. And I hope everyone will forgive me for doing this diversion. This is the first <laughs> time that we've brewed with this half barrel system at my house. Uh, the other brews that we've done have been at Rob's place. Um, mm-hmm. And I, again, on a previous episode, we've had a discussion about the first time we brewed with this system. It requires a 240-volt 200, um, dryer plug-in uh, to power the main controller and the heating and all that sort of stuff. And of course, yes. the only place that we typically have that is our laundry rooms. What we learned throughout this uh, attempt to do it at my place <laughs> is that Rob's laundry room is quite a bit bigger than my laundry room because <laughs> we ended up with all the same equipment in there and i had a much bigger rat's nest of stuff all over the place and trying to step in between the hoses and make sure i wasn't pinching off anything it it was a uh, delight um
0: yeah you had but, tubes running all because like there was the sink in that spot
2: but like yes, tubes running exactly. everywhere i thought it was running be everywhere much better because at rob's place we had to run hoses from outside taps inside and then for the heat exchanger, and then a hose back outside to discharge the water.
1: And Mm -hmm. I had
2: a nice, like, laundry room sink there set with an actual faucet that will screw onto a garden hose. So I was like, Mm -hmm. this is gonna be great. I can just run it straight here to there to here to there. The problem, I live on an acreage, and I do not own a hose that is less than 30 feet long.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You have this hose coiled up inside. Or, or if you didn't coil up, it was just, like, scattered all over the floor. Yeah, more scattered. Oh, it was
2: terrible. I, I'll, I'll send you a picture, Rob, that we can post to our page for our listeners to see the setup we had going there. But, yeah, it's hoses all over the place. Probably like an extra 80 feet of hose that we didn't need. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because it's both inlet and outlet. Yeah. And, and And every now and then, yeah, I have a leak spring somewhere, and I'm shutting everything down and trying to get another ring clamp to, to close things up and all that sort of stuff long story short the brew ended up uh, we got it done we got the room cleaned up and all that sort of stuff i uh, got everything into got steve his half for um, his additions and got mine into primary and, and doing its thing there everything was good
0: i, I just remember your, your wife because uh, we because we were doing work outside your house that day as well we're getting your house ready and uh I, I still remember your wife coming by and just being like like looking at her laundry room and just seeing like hoses everywhere and yes. just gonna be like why does he have to do it in the laundry room and it's like oh it because is, it's it is old- something
2: i will not do again i will wire <laughs> yeah. up another <laughs> plug in a room of my house and it makes more sense before i do it in that room again yeah and um. just because uh <laughs> there wasn't
0: the uh again like 240 volt power is Generally, only found either by your stove, by your dryer, and then sometimes if you have like a high draw appliance elsewhere in your house, or like generally your garage for like welding or something along the lines of it. So yeah, just the fact that the only decent one was the uh, (laughs) was the one in your
2: laundry room. The end result of this is get everything done, go to bed, wake up the next morning, it's real cold. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm like, this, this is odd, like, it's, it's still summer, like, nights get a little chilly, but, like, I, I always leave, uh, I always leave the furnaces active just in case, like, you get a sun and chill in August or something like that. I was like, something's not right here, check my thermostat, and sure enough, it's 15 degrees in the house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? So I walk over and my pilot's gone out of my furnace because my furnace is also, one of my furnaces, um, is also in the laundry room right beside where the brew kettle was. So I snuffed out the pilot flame. <laughs> the steam.
1: Oh jeez. <laughs> Don't I so hope yeah, we
2: really brewing in that room again. <laughs> no, no. It was it, it it was a one brew room. <laughs> yeah. Um and we got a good beer, but we got a hell of a good beer out of it I think. Um, yeah. but yeah, I we learned many things about using this system in that particular room <laughs>
1: yeah so because you guys only did the double I ended up having or not having to I guess I ended up doing a a smash brew uh with just the pale malt that I could bring so that we had three beers to bring mm-hmm. yeah so mine was just simple folks I just used the straight up pale malts uh it's it's an SRM of uh uh, we found out later that uh, I thought it was like a 3, but it, apparently it's closer to a 4 or a 5. Um, but it still has that kind of uh, straw color to it.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not remembering it now. Yeah, you should know it, Steve. You had someone when we were there. Yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> it took me a second to remember there.
2: Yeah. Just out of curiosity, what hops did you use in your smash there, Rob?
1: Yeah, I should have said I actually said semi-smash, because I, I had to use a mix of, um, I used Chexaz and Pearl, um, okay. and that's only because I didn't quite have enough uh, to use just one, because the uh, alpha acids on those are really really low. Yeah. So, so unless you wanted to drink sugar water, um, which, you know, is kind of maybe tasty for one, but not so much for mm-hmm. continued drinking.
2: Yeah yeah so I just I picked those two beers that we... sorry so I said so those are the beers that we produced yeah mm-hmm. so then what was the actual event like because this is where my knowledge dissipates and you guys have the knowledge that you need to share
1: right right so, so um, yeah go ahead Rob Okay. Uh, what it was was uh, it was an organized homebrew day and what that is is there are a bunch of people came up and uh, you, you bring your own Brew equipment, and uh, they supplied water and electricity uh, if you needed it, and uh, and everyone started brewing at the same time.
2: Yeah,
0: so they got some malt from uh, the malting company uh, Hogarth, and yeah, they were you know it was like make a brew, like uh, so everyone came in with like kind of their own ideas and all that kind of stuff, uh, but it ranged from simple smashes so single malt single hop just because uh new brew and it's a it's a pale but it's particular characteristics you know it might be slightly different from your bog standard two row uh, and then some other people were doing some very interesting things like uh one guy uh, just mashed his brew because he was doing he was going to do a kettle sour uh so he did that and another guy uh who <laughs> he had a lot of brew problems. He had like his gas went out on his burners. And he got to get another tank and uh, he had got a stuck mash, which we talked about in one of our earlier episodes, but uh, he had that happen. So he had to basically like fix that. Um, but he was going to do a honey edition and he had some honey because uh, he's originally from the U.S. Uh, Mon- I think it was like Ohio. I think he was originally from, uh, but he had this Wisconsin. Like, wisconsin there we go and he had a he was a really dark honey so it, yeah, that looked it was kind of interesting because it was a wild honey he had gotten from some uh, somewhere i can't remember if he had done it or it was from a friend's it was a beekeeper sort of thing because uh we, we talked to a lot of people that day but uh yeah he was going to do a honey edition but we left that was uh, near way near the end of the day when we're uh, he was still brewing and we left so we didn't see that but uh um but yeah it was it was really great because uh everyone started brewing you know we had brought our beers it's like hey this is going to kind of give you a uh an idea of what this um this malt can do and then yeah we just basically talked to people for like six hours (laughs) more like seven actually
1: yeah it was uh, a lot a lot of talking people had questions for us Uh, it was kind of cool a lot of people got interested um uh, one buddy, uh, what, uh, his name is Joel. Uh, he actually reached out to us on Instagram. He started following the podcast too. So, um, yeah, hopefully he hears this one too. And it, Yeah, it was, it was really cool. Um, uh, Steve, he was the guy who gave us the, um, the, the dark or the Cascadian IPA.
0: Right, right. Yes. Yeah. He, uh, uh, cause he had, I'm trying to remember, I, I had an Irish red, but I think that was honey guy. I think he had the no he was not the stout there's another guy who had a a homebrew stout that was quite good
1: okay i I didn't
0: he might have had the ipa he might have had one of the ipas that i tried Uh, because that was the other great thing the homebrewers brought their own stuff they're like hey like what do you think of my beer sort of thing uh which is also good because we had a lot of them had not had solutions brewing beer so we had some of our commercial brews there as well we're like hey, I think you might like this sort of thing. But yeah, he gave us a bottle of, uh, well, sitting in your fridge now, we'll have to do it the next time we do uh, an in-person. But uh, yeah, his, I think he had the IPA, and it was really good. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. So um,
1: Yeah, it was I was kind of hoping that we'd be <laughs> able to get together so we could try it out, but uh, and so we could also talk about it at the same time, but we'll have to save that for another, another episode. Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah so
0: it you know like they uh, the malting company had a uh had uh, a caterer who did lunch uh like local uh meats and vegetables and all that kind of stuff it was quite good um but yeah like it was just a great day to talk around and socialize and see people and you know get you know <laughs> uh we were actually not the only brewery there which was the interesting thing um all right. Who else was there? Uh there was I can't remember his name from uh, Blindman. Do you remember Shane? Her? Shane, there we go. I want to say Sean, but I, yeah. So yeah, Shane from Blindman Brewing, which is one of the larger um, uh, micro. Actually, I I don't even if they count as a micro brewery anymore. I think they just might be brewery
1: brewery. Uh,
0: uh, they're based at. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know think
1: they're, they're the that large, breweries. Steve. They're, but they're they're doing pretty good.
0: Uh, but they're one of the, again one of the ones that came out in like after the the change in law so in 2013 2014 uh, based out of Lacombe Alberta uh, and make they make great beer and he was there so it was it was kind of nice to talk to him every every once in a while as uh, and all that just because uh, more of an industry veteran and uh, we, we got uh, got a little uh, a little uh, interesting talk here and there but uh yeah it was good uh, he was out and <laughs> it was actually funny because he had brought a bunch of samples too and uh we were both chilling them sort of thing and then when uh it was near the end of the day that he broke out his and we're like oh yeah now we got to get ours out too you know we can't you just can't let him have all the glory he's like no 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 solutions brewing beer yes please have <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, it sounds like it was a great time. I'm sorry I missed it.
1: Oh man, yeah, know it was good. Yeah, uh, Alex and Aaron Hogarth are, uh, they're really cool people, good hosts, and uh, it was it was a really good time. I'm uh, I'm hoping they reach back out soon, like uh, maybe I don't know, two, three more weeks or something. Uh, when people's brews are hopefully done and fermented out, and um, <clears throat> kind of hoping that they do a bottle share, so that another meet up with a bottle oh, yeah. share.
2: Yeah, be that really would cool be good. Taste for everybody to put together. <laughs> Certainly, it'll be good to work with. Uh, oh, hopefully, we have an opportunity to work with Hogarth going forward on a commercial scale. Yeah. But yeah, hopefully they didn't hate our
0: beers and been like had such a bad experience with us. they are like, oh no, not those solutions, boys. No, <laughs> they can go away. Uh, but no, I I think it it went really well and
2: there was really it's uh, it really positive. So. So on that point. Did any of the Hogarth family try the beer and comment on it, or is that they they held it a little close to the chest? No, nope, they definitely uh, tried.
0: I think each, I think both of them actually tried all three. Uh, and I, yeah. well, here here's the feather in the cap. At the end of the day, uh, he did ask because he had only two clean uh, clean growlers. He did ask for the uh, beer that you and I did bread in, So the uh, the Malty, and then the Malty with the chocolate. So, uh, I, 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 the fact that he took it to have it later, I think, spoke highly enough of it that he's like, yeah, yeah, I'll actually drink that. There we go. That is a nice feather right in our cap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did not outright hate, so that's good.
2: <laughs> cool. Cool. Yeah. Wow, no, it's always good. Nice. Their malts. Their malts
1: nice. is really good. I think. Uh, if they can keep that up i think uh you know i think they'll uh they're on to they're on the right path i think
0: yeah i definitely would like uh you know when we open our lo- location to get like a whole bunch of their malt like as like they had mostly pale biscuit and then that chocolate malt um ah because like well those are
1: just the three we had I, I don't know if you saw steve but they had bags of other oh
0: yeah they had bags uh, of it but like i'd yeah. like to get a bunch of
1: it and just like do a whole bunch
0: of like just mini batches like standard five gallon batches and just like iterate on them because uh, like I, you're right like I think it's got a really nice character to it but at the same time it's a very rel- like you know quote unquote small batch company because they source their, uh, their grain from multiple farmers uh, like for instance they were talking about their pale malt was from a guy outside of Didsbury, Alberta I think it was east of Didsbury or something like that so you know it, it it'd it be you know I, I like to get down to the nitty-gritty of the malt and figure out like what exactly it's different in each one and then put that into a beer or heck even incorporate it into one of our existing commercial beers that would you know give it a little flair or variance to it so
1: yeah the thing to remember is that uh they're also very brand new their equipment's all brand new they're trying to get a handle on their equipment so they're not they're not doing um, very large batches of bolts right now. They're, you know, they're keeping it small. They're they're basically doing test batches themselves here now too, right? So.
0: Yeah, it's basically, I think you said a ton at, the, at a time, because uh, actually that's why they were working with the farmer. Because uh, generally farmers with, depending on how many quarter sections or how many acres they're doing, it's multiple tons of grain harvested. And this guy in particular was willing to do small batches at a ton each like well uh, that for some of our listeners they might be going holy crap that's a lot of grain but for doing batches in the roaster uh that's that's fairly small relative like for a, a crop or you know a type that they're doing
1: well not only that steve but uh that farmer is also storing grain for them too and that's true yeah yeah
0: and yeah, and uh, only doing a ton is, again, pretty small, because generally, like, you know, the steel uh, grain storage silos you'll see on a farm, those hold multiple tons. And just do, like, a single ton or, you know, a very small amount is, uh, it's not efficient. It, it's not greatly efficient. So, yeah, no, they so far, they've found a really good partner for that
1: yeah so i'm looking forward to them but uh but yeah so uh, basically in a nutshell that was the hogarth home brew
2: day Mm-hmm. yeah Perfect. so it went oh, uh it went sounds like a great well. event we do have another couple major events coming up here in uh by the time this gets released it should be just over a month away uh, uh, i guess yeah be attending beer fest Mm-hmm. Calgary and Edmonton and I'm super excited about it and hopefully our our listeners our loyal listeners will come out and say howdy oh
1: man I'm so stoked for that
2: the I was, well like the, uh, this yes, was uh, the uh, event we were I, oh I really, really wanted to get into it beers.
1: yeah man I really wanted to get in last year and that was thanks COVID <laughs> well, what was that and our timing was bad too we weren't we weren't even ready we didn't even have beer ready
0: yeah, we, I think last year with beer, our timing we we'll would have had like one beer ready which actually would have probably been, been okay but uh, yeah like it's uh, yeah our big first, uh, first very public
2: event so we'll have a booth we'll have beer samples we'll have some other stuff I'm not sure what yet but importantly when is it where is it Steve I'm going to put you on the spot Oh, I'm just looking up the first one,
0: because uh, the first one is the... It's Calgary uh, on October 15th. Calgary, yeah, 15th uh, to 16th, so Friday to Saturday. Uh, I think it early opens early on Friday at like 4 o'clock, uh, with a session... Yeah, one session on Friday, and then on Saturday, there's two sessions, like one in the early afternoon and one in the uh, late... Er, Afternoon to late evening. There's a small break in there, but uh, yeah, we'll be at the Calgary one, and then the uh, next one we'll be at is the Edmonton International Beer Fest, which will be the uh, 22nd and 23rd of October.
2: Yeah, we'll yeah, forward to it. It's gonna be a great event.
0: Oh man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like we're we're gonna be. again up against a lot of established breweries and distilleries and all that kind of stuff. And uh, hopefully, uh, well, I know our beer is good. We've got really good beer, but in a very crowded field, uh, I hope that we make an impression upon those who stop by the booth and sample it because uh, you can put all your flair on and all that kind of stuff. But uh, I think uh, we've got a very,
2: very good product. Yeah. Perfect. Well, we look forward to seeing everyone there. Um, Rob, do you want to remind everybody how they can reach us if they have any other events that they want to come to, or if they met us and they want to reach out, or oh, and, and, one, and our one in our one If you wouldn't mind doing
1: it. Yeah, start? I was gonna say, as oh, just yeah. before I get to how people can contact us, um, uh, we want to thank. Did uh, contact us. That's right. Someone <laughs> did contact us, uh, Jonathan Babbitt. Uh, he, uh, he reached out to us uh, on our email uh, at uh, noproblemsatsolutionsbrewing.com. And uh, uh, he reached out to us uh, when he heard our episode about how we were looking for a location in a small town. Um, uh, we weren't very specific in our criteria other than we just said, hey, if you had no one, just reach out to us. And um, uh, Jonathan lives in Whitecourt, and there is currently no brewery in Whitecourt um Unfortunately, for us with Brendan and and Stephen, well, shouldn't say unfortunately, Brendan and Stephen have new families. It's not unfortunate that's actually good <laughs> but um but we're like not made, like John made
0: a strong case for white court. Oh, yeah. uh, like it was is it was a very good pitch. It's just uh, yeah, unfortunately, me and Brendan uh, have uh, roots unfortunately uh in in Calgary and area, so. Uh, going too far from that is just not in the cards at this time.
1: Yeah, we're, we're kind of mostly thinking uh, not in Calgary, but kind of somewhere Calgary area uh, where it's okay for where the commute's not so bad. Mm-hmm. Where it's not yeah. too far. Uh, whereas White Court from where we are is about four and a half hours away.
0: <laughs> yeah, I we'll use White Court in mind as an expansion location, though. Yeah, I was gonna say I used to drive through uh, White Court back in the day, going up to my uh, grandparents' house in Valley View. So that what White Court was like the one last kind of like quote unquote town before uh, it was just like tiny little hamlets and villages until you hit essentially Grand Prairie. But uh, Valley View was one of those spots. It just had family
1: there. <laughs> so yeah. So other than the email, uh, which no problems at solutionspro.com. Uh, you can reach out to us on our Instagram or on Facebook, which is at Solutions Brewing Co. And, uh, yeah, hope, to, hope you guys uh, reach out to us with whatever, anything, really. Doesn't really matter. We're not too picky. And uh, hope you guys uh, come around to listen for uh, next week's episode. All right. That sounds great. Thanks for, uh, thanks for coming by. Everybody. Take care, everyone.